This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The future of childcare in this province and in this country, we've seen over the last couple of years a, a real push toward government support for daycare, government uh, daycare and childcare policies, a lot of money being uh, earmarked for all of this. Of course, you know, going back to 2021, when the federal government really started to push this uh, national childcare program, and that included a deal, uh, of course, with Alberta. Alberta and the feds reached a deal on child care. In fact, uh, just back in October of this year, just a couple of months ago, the Alberta government uh, announced that it's opened up a federal grant and now paid the $28 million to support more child care spaces in the province, part of a $3.8 billion deal between the feds and the province. Uh, but still a lot of questions on how this is all going to work. Through all of this, there seems to be a real focus on public child care, public daycares, uh, maybe to the exclusion of private child care. But that's the reality for a lot of families is a reliance on private care. So should that be part of these conversations much more than it is? Well, that's the case our next guest makes in a piece you can read at thehub.ca. Andrea Morozik is a senior fellow with the think tank Cardis and joins us on the line here this morning. Andrea, good to have you with us. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me on. So like I said, the last couple of years, we've seen some big changes in child care policy, a lot of government money devoted to subsidizing child care, creating additional spaces. But to what extent has it excluded private care? Uh, well, to a, a very great extent, and that's the ethos undergirding all of the um, agreements with the provinces across the country. There really is a hostility to private care embedded in the agreements. And um, we at Carter's view, child care is the care of a child no matter who does it. And that's how parents, broadly speaking, view it as well. And they're making a lot of different choices. There's an ecosystem of care out there that the government is kind of either ignoring or trampling on um, in their efforts to create a largely not-for-profit public system. So um, as the article outlined, it's problematic for Alberta, Alberta parents in particular because so much care is offered in the for-profit um, sector in Alberta. Something around about 60% of spaces are in that sector. Um, so uh, when you have that ethos embedded in the development of this child care system, I think it, it does create a conundrum for those advocates for public care that they can either have a system that's really not accessible to very many people at all, um, or they can broaden it out and include other forms of care, but in their view, then they would um, be... Um, they, they think it would be lower quality. Right. Well, yeah, on the quality point, I mean, is that the reason? Is it an assumption then that nonprofits or public centers offered better quality? I mean, is it is it just kind of a general principle of the idea of child care being for profit? Like, wh where does this come from? Yeah, I think that this is, um, it's a really thorny question, and I think it does come down to what they view as quality. Um, the quality discussions, particularly on Parliament Hill, are very one-sided. Unsurprisingly, most of those testifying before the House Committee and the Senate Committee were actually from the government sector or from associations that are largely government-funded. So it's not terribly surprising that then they come to say public care is the best and the way to provide it. Others, though, academics, for example, would be referencing quality research suggesting that not-for-profits are better quality 
But that conversation is also really one-sided because I could I could rhyme off easily five to ten studies that are major contributors to the childcare quality debate that were never once mentioned on Parliament Hill. Um, and I, I referenced one in the article that talks about quality of care in any form of non-maternal care in a, a very large sample study done in the United States. So uh, that one showed that all center-based care is of a lower quality than family care, for example. But these are the types of studies that just don't get any airing in our discussions um, uh, in the political uh, arena. Right. And I think, you know, there are ways of measuring quality or at least an expectation of quality. I mean, regulation, standards, et cetera, those, those kinds of things go toward quality. I mean, it, it is... An, an odd message to send them given how much uh, child care for-profit child care is a reality the idea that government doesn't view this as quality and uh, the parents are, are stuck with it anyway that that seems like an odd message to send well there's a lot of smoke and mirrors in the quality discussion is what i'm i'm trying to get to the bottom of it all but i um definitely spoke to child care providers who are in the private they're offering private care right now they are transitioning to not-for-profit status as we speak so that they can continue to function in the new system but the irony there of course is that they're the same person offering the same care and they just changed what they call hospice um, so as to be uh, more in line with what the government wants so um, that does raise I think a pretty big question about whether the quality shifted in that moment Um, and I think whether you're not for profit or private you're probably having an easier time if you're a this is what I heard from a lot of the people I spoke to you're having an easier time if you're a larger provider but these smaller providers, whether they're not-for-profit or for-profit, are really struggling to abide by a mess of um, new bureaucratic rules. Um, They have to apply to tons of grants. It's not clear. The right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing in government. Um, They're getting different answers from all kinds of different people. And I think it's sort of uh, one one provider I spoke to used the word sort of dehumanizing. They don't realize that there are people running these child cares and that the auspice isn't altogether relevant in considering how this system should function. So does it put a lot of that care at risk? Like, what are the consequences of continuing the track we're on here? Well, we're living right now in a zone where most parents don't have access to the system. Um, and I think the consequences of the road that we're on is that the access gets even more limited because um, a lot of the smaller providers are not going to be able to hold on. Um, the cost control framework in Alberta in particular is quite punitive in the sense that For example, inflation is going up and these providers are not allowed to charge more outside of the um, what they were told they could charge, regardless of the cost that they're paying. Anyone can see that that's not a winning model for staying in business. Um, So I think that we're facing a sort of precarious situation um, across the country, not just in Alberta, for how these providers, whether they can stay in business at all. So who who does this fall to now? Is it up to the provinces to address this, given that they've been the ones to strike these deals with the federal government? Or does a lot of this come sort of from the top down, like from the feds down? I, well, it's a partnership, and the provinces chose to sign on um, to the agreements that they signed, and each province did so in their own time frame and, um, you know, tried to negotiate agreements that worked for them. I, I fear, however, that 
some of those negotiations weren't effectively conducted in consideration of what the child care system does look like on the ground. And so I think it is up to the provinces when it comes time to renegotiate to say this is what's working, this is what's not working, and this is where we need a course correction, if you will. All right. We'll see if uh, those changes come. In the meantime, uh, your piece that's up at thehub.ca, much more at cardus.ca, C-A-R-D-U-S. Andrew, appreciate your time here today. Thanks so much for this. Thanks for having me on.